0: Well, we are back here once again with another episode of the Iron Man podcast, episode 98, with the legendary Robert Storms. Finally was able to get him on a show eventually. He was always playing hard to get, you know, just like my dad, you know, he was around and he left, you know, and he he somewhat came back and then he left again, you know, and all right. So how you, how you how you been doing, man? It's been a long time. We haven't talked in a long yeah. time. holy shit.
1: I, I mean, one, I'm not legendary. I may, maybe at one point uh, before the <laughs> parasite video, but mm-hmm. um, and I'm not playing hard. I just work a lot, man. I, I like like dude. I didn't get home from work until four o'clock last night. Like I am four o'clock in the morning, by the way. Four o'clock in the morning, not four o'clock in the afternoon. So I just I, I work a lot, man. Like I work a mm-hmm. lot. Gosh, but I'm man! Doing okay.
0: Well, as to do with all my one-on-one guests, you know, tell the
1: audience something you would like them to know right out the gate. Uh, something I want the audience to know right out the gate
0: mm-hmm. is
1: that The Rock is not a better actor than Dave Bautista. That's a fact, not an opinion. Well,
0: remember there was the argument that he was better than uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, and I was like, nah, no
1: way. Well, that's I, I, I have I, I'm going through this argument. I, so I, I have my um my membership podcast every mm-hmm. every sunday night i have my my like membership podcast mm-hmm. and i have a guest on there uh anzo and i don't know how the subject came up but i was like you know batista's a great actor and he's like batista's not better than the rock and i'm like dude the rock plays the same character in every damn movie mm-hmm. like you know say what you want about batista but he he has range man like you like yes like, you know, Drax is completely different than the character he played at Knock at the Cabin. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's kind of been like this debate going on between us on social media, but, dude, mm-hmm. I'm just telling you, Batista's better than The Rock. It's just, that's, that's the way the it Rock is.
0: The Rock has no range. Like, he I, does. He, plays, he plays The Rock. Like, uh, he, he, I, I've seen a lot of Dwayne Johnson movies. He just has no range, really. I've seen so many. It's literally... Either he plays the dumb, the dumb, big, big guy who can't get it right, like fucking Spider-Man, like Peter Parker is some shit yeah. and He gets the girl, or he plays like the cop. The only movie he showed any type of range in when he was super serious was Fast Five. And like, you yeah. can't really give him credit. Like, I'd only be able to give him credit for that if he was consistently doing that. You can't just do it like once and it'd be like. Oh, he did it one time. It's like, bro, that's like one out of how many movies this dude's been in. Like, what? Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's just you look at you look at Batista, like he's working with the best directors in Hollywood. Directors like Danny Villeneuve, directors like James Gunn, directors like um uh, I forgot the name of the director for Mission Impossible, or not Mission Impossible, but Bond. Well, I mean, he's just working with multiple different talented directors. You know, and he just he has more range and that that's not an opinion, that's just fact. Like even fucking Ray Charles can look at it and see that <laughs> one person is doing something completely different in each movie and the other person is just a copy and paste in every movie. Mm-hmm. Like, but you know I don't know
0: if you saw Army the Zack Snyder movie Army of the Dead. Is it Army of Dead? Was it called? Oh, I I I didn't watch that. He's a, uh, Dave Bautista's in that one too, and you can tell he's yeah. playing a different dude than he was in Guardians of the Galaxy. He's, you can tell he's he's got something there. It's just the material he's always given isn't the best, but you can tell he can put on a different character. Like The Rock, The Rock. Like if you, I remember back in like 2016, 2017, I don't know if you watched Baywatch and Rampage. That's the same dude. Yeah. Yeah, and he watched skyscraper. That's the same fucking dude, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah exactly. That's
0: like he hasn't been in serious since Fast Five, and somewhat Fast Six. He he still had it in Fast Six a little bit, but after Fast Six, man was out here doing the same shit, you know.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that that that's just yeah. It's just factually inaccurate to say that The Rock is a superior actor. He might be more entertaining if that if that's what you want to go for. Okay, if, if that's your, right, basis- I think the more charismatic. I think that's what he has. Sure, sure, yeah. If if that if that's what you like, if that is your your base of your argument, is he mm-hmm. has more charisma, he's more entertaining. Absolutely, I'm not gonna disagree with you. But I'm talking in terms of mm-hmm. performance. Someone that mm-hmm. gives you different performance. There's no way in hell you can take Black Adam <laughs> and compare it to Knock at the Cabin and say that Black Adam had better acting than Batista did in that Knock at the Cabin. Like, that is factually incorrect. That's not even opinion-based. That's (laughs) not even, like, like, like fucking Stevie Wonder could see that. Black Adam was peak cinema. What are you talking about, man? (laughs) It's peak something, peaking out of my Shut up, Rob. It's peaking out of something, that's for sure. I'll tell you that. (laughs)
0: Let's start here. Uh, So, did you have your life growing up? Good life, easy life, middle class life, poor life. What'd you
1: have? Uh, I would say hard and poor. Oh, right, the food stamp uh, life. Um, Got the few cans in the no, refrigerator. Not food stamp. I mean, uh, like, like maybe like in my early on when I lived in New York, we were like on food stamps. I remember my mom walking mm. me and my brother and sister like in the snow to the like food banks and shit, where we would go to like church just to get food banks and stuff like that. You know, mm-hmm. I, I remember that. I remember, um, you know, my dad having to work like two different jobs, you know, and all that stuff. Um, so it wasn't easy. Um, you know, because my mom, you know, she, my mom passed away last year, so I don't want to say nothing negative about oh, sorry, her.
0: Man. I, I, uh, I I how you feel, man. You know, I lost my mom too. Same way. Yeah. I know how Yeah. You feel, man.
1: So mm-hmm. I, I don't want to like talk bad about, you know, someone who passed away, but like both my parents you know i i i really um i'm a loner i stayed to myself i don't get mixed with family as mm-hmm. soon as i turned 18 i hit the road i moved out like i didn't want to mm-hmm. be there um because the way i grew up it's just different things like my dad was forced to work multiple jobs because my mom refused to work and she's like oh it's the it's the father's job to, to provide for the family i'm like man this is like the 90s and 2000s like you need Multiple incomes in the People house. You all believe in gender roles.
0: That's what yeah. she did. Yeah. Well, she, mm-hmm. she
1: she was lazy. Let's let's say what, what mm-hmm. it was. She was lazy, you know. Um, so I don't, I mean, I don't want to talk bad about her, you know, because she passed away and everything, but she was mm-hmm. stuck in her she she was thinking it's 1950s, you know, and, mm-hmm. and even when she passed away from stage four cancer from smoking, you know, I told her years ago, like, you need to stop this shit. Right? And her, her reply is, well, you stop eating. I'm like, I kind of need to eat to live. Like, what kind of... like That's stupid. Like, what are you talking about? So, um, you know, she just kind of drives me nuts. Mm-hmm. Um, My dad was really hard on me. Like, he would, he like, mm-hmm. know, like, not beat the shit out of me, but if mm-hmm. I did something, he would beat the crap out of me. Like, he just mm-hmm. didn't beat the shit out of me for, for no reason. Right? But he would take something that was small and escalate it into something that like, okay, you could, you could correct me, but you didn't have to beat my ass over this, right? right? Like, like if my sister or brother did something, he would just beat my ass, you know? There were times I would come home from, from school, and my, my younger brother, he was kind of, like, hyper, and he would drive my mom nuts, and my mom was like, soon as your father comes home from work, I'm going to nag his ass until he beats the shit out of all of you. And he would come home, she would nag him, he would beat the shit out of all of us. Mm-hmm. Um, You know, so it was just different things. like. Like, I wasn't able to have a good childhood. I wasn't allowed to play sports in high school because my dad made me go get a job, uh, work. So I had to go to school, then go get a job in high school. Um, you know, I, I wanted to write books. My parents would criticize me. Oh, this this sucks. You know, my mom would constantly call me stupid. Um, hmm. You know, so I, I have a lot of trust issues when it comes to people. So that's why I stay to myself. Hmm. I, I don't I don't connect with my family whatsoever. Um, you know, I I see my dad maybe twice a year, mostly on holidays. But um, my my fiance, she's like really close to her family, and even my Mm -hmm. ex wife. When I was married to my ex wife Autumn, she was really her family was more my family. Like like her dad, when her dad passed away, like it killed me because he 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 was more nice to me than my actual family. Uh, her mom Mm -hmm. is more my mom than than my actual mom, and um. So she my ex-wife, her family was really close. Mm-hmm. And now my fiance, her family, they're super close. And it's just kind of weird for me because I'm I stay to myself all the time. You know, I'm not I don't wake up happy and cheery and all that. You know, I like I'm grumpy all the damn time. You know? <laughs> yeah. And, and I and there's very few people that understand that, but if you were raised the way I was raised. I think you would get it more. Like, I'm very, very negative all the time. because there's nothing to be positive about, you know? Like, I, I spent, like, a week writing this chapter in my book. I was like, hey, mom, proofread it. And she just makes fun of it and calls me stupid or whatever, you know? She called my brother a fucking retard all the damn time. Like, it just it's, it's not a good environment, you know? And now, being I'm 39, I'm going to be 40 in a couple months, looking back at my life, I'm like, man, if I would have grew up with a family like my fiance's family or my ex-wife's family like wh- what could i have been c- become you know i oh you cut out hello yeah you're good now you're good now yes yeah. okay hold on a second that was weird i put on the phantom power and it just dropped out <laughs> Hello. Hello. Yeah, you're good. No, we, we okay. can hear you. You just dropped okay. you off for like a second. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So like like if I I just feel like if I was raised in a better family environment, I could have done more. I used to draw all the time. I could have been an artist. I could have done a lot more. So I don't know. But yeah, my my childhood wasn't it wasn't awful. It wasn't like my picture crack dealers or anything, you know, it's so, just, yeah. you know, pe- people like you know it, it is what it is, man. it is what it is you know i I lived in the poor side of the neighborhood, you know, uh I lived over we moved from New York to fort Lauderdale, and um I tell people all the time, you know, it's like you know, I lived in the black neighborhoods, like I lived on the opposite side <laughs> of the track, right, like I was like the only white kid in my class. I was the only white kid on the street. All my friends were black, you know, so <laughs> Especially like, New York. I don't get in you live in New York, uh, full of black yeah. people there. <laughs> yeah, so that's why I don't get into the whole racism thing. When people call me racist because of the parasite video, and I'm like, man, you you don't fucking know me, man. You you don't know. Get the fuck out of here with that shit.
0: Well, I would. I always told you this, man, many years ago, and I'll tell you this now. You know, you look back at your childhood. You know, I, you, you know, a similar here. I had a pretty rough one too, but. You look back at everything that, that that you said could have happened, but the worst could have happened, too. You know, you could you yourself could have been a drug dealer. You yourself could have had a lot of other bad things happen. But, you know, you look back now and you're doing pretty good for yourself. You have your own yeah. place. You have a yeah, new wife coming up. Okay. You know, you have your own
1: YouTube channel, right? Yeah, All it's crashing poly- and burning, but I got one. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, two tech. You have the, the Roberts from game one, too. You know? Yeah. And then yeah. you also have a new job. You got away from the other jobs that were treating you like shit. You know? Yeah. You know what I what I did? I looked at the homeless people outside and I was like, you know what? My life may have not been the one I wanted, but at least I'm not that. At least I'm not yeah. outside sipping on the concrete. I'll never yeah. be that. Yeah. That's what I was told you, man. You know, if your mom couldn't see the good stuff that you ever were able to accomplish that's on her that's not on you you proved that no. you could get things done it wasn't your fault
1: you yeah, know yeah
0: and your your new wife sees that your ex-wife saw that too you know so how, yeah how that happened too with your first divorce so your first marriage that you all um, talk about do you look back on that now with a different lens because that was of like your one oh, of your first
1: relationships absolutely absolutely mm-hmm. Um, my, my first marriage ended because it it was a bunch of different things. It wasn't a com it it wasn't just one thing. It was a combination of things. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, like I already told you my childhood, right? So I told Mm -hmm. you how I, I'm, I'm very distant. My dad had like problems with his anger and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I, I take after my dad a lot. Right. So it doesn't take a, it it doesn't take much to set me off and I'll, I'll just set (laughs) off. People
0: can tell. Um,
1: yeah. If you watch any (laughs) of my videos, you can tell. (laughs) Right. So, um, you know, I met, I met my ex-wife when I, I think I was like 2021. I met her at Walmart and, um, she like, we, we met, we started dating within months. I moved in with her, you know, and we, she got a job at Walmart with me. And then for the course of like 16 years, we were together for like four or five years before we got married, but we were together for like 16 years. For that 16 years, we worked at Walmart and lived together. So we were together 24 hours a day, seven days a week, for 16 years. We were never apart ever. We worked the same schedule. Mm-hmm. She didn't have her driver's license, so I would be driving her places. So we were always together, right? Mm-hmm. So I chalked that up to we got together when we were super young. We didn't get to play the field, right? Like like other high, other than high school. We didn't really get to play the field. We didn't get to do all that stuff. We, we missed our 20s because we were already married. You know? So, we, we you put that in account. You put the count that, um, you know, we were together 24-7. Um, I started taking her stuff, like, for granted. Right? Like, she would come home from working all night. She would cook. She would clean. I'll be playing Halo. You know? Mm-hmm. Uh, if she's sick or doing something, I'll be playing Halo. You know? Mm-hmm. I'll be doing YouTube while she's doing this. I I, I just... I felt like I was with her all the time that when we were home, I wanted to be by myself, you know? Mm-hmm. So I would go play games with my friends or whatnot. And she wanted me to be around her more and, and sort of like, you know, do stuff with her. And, and I would, and I did it every now and then, but not all the time. And then I would just jump on her for stupid things. Like if she didn't make my sandwich the right way, I would jump on her. I would, <laughs> I would yell at her about a bunch of different things. And then as the relationship started getting older and older, I felt like, okay, we need to start spicing things up, and we tried to do certain things, and that just kind of like separated us even more. And then eventually, she was like, "Hey, you know, um, I don't think I want to be with you no more," which took me for a shock because, like, we were inseparable. So I'm like, "Oh, like, where the hell is this coming from?" And she started hanging around certain people, and I don't know if that was influenced or not, but um, we ended up going our separate ways. And then, uh, you know, that's when I said, okay, well, I'm going to lose a shitload of weight, lost 150 pounds. And then I started living in my twenties and my thirties. So I started like, you know, going out every week, meeting new chicks and everything like Mm -hmm. that. But looking back at the the thing, I was 100% mostly responsible for us breaking up, you know, because I, I, I didn't treat her right. I was, you know, just a plethora of different things. So when I approached my new fiance, I tried to do the complete opposite of what I did when I was married. Mm-hmm. How did you meet her? Uh, Facebook dating.
0: Honestly, super underrated. Actually, yeah. way yeah. better than shitty other dating
1: websites like Tinder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Facebook dating is pretty good. Um, but, yeah, so I tried to do the opposite of everything I did when I was married. There, there, there are still times where I'm in a grumpy – I'm not a morning person. Right. Like, like, like people get up and they're like super happy and like, like, it takes me a few hours, you know, to get, Mm -hmm. to get in the mood. Right. And, and if I'm not feeling good, I just, I'm like a bear. I just want to be left alone. Right. I'm so used to being by myself because after Mm -hmm. me and Autumn broke up, I was by myself for like three years. Right. Mm -hmm. So I'm not, I'm not all about this kumbaya family, love share type, like, like just leave me alone. Put me in front of a TV or a video game and just leave me alone, and that's the way I am. So even now when I'm with um my my fiance, I, I I see some of that that shit that I used to do to my ex, and then I try to hurry up and correct it. So like like she would say something, and then I would just get like snippy with her, right? Like like, like she'll she'll say like Hey, uh, can we go do this?" and I'm like, "I ain't doing shit. What the hell is wrong with you?" And then like I, I would. Catch myself, I'm like, "Hey, look, babe, I'm sorry. I just, you know, I'm, I don't feel good. I don't want to do that, you know." So, I, it, it's, it's, a, it's a learning thing. I'm trying not to make the same mistakes, but you know, it's kind of hard because I'm kind of just like stuck in my way, you know. It, it, it's pretty difficult, man. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> so, how did you start on YouTube? Um, so uh, I don't know if you know CGAce One. He comes on Storms Live every once in a while. He has his mm-hmm. own YouTube channel. Um, I met him when I first started working at Walmart, I was 19 and we, he, he was, uh, in charge of the electronics department back when they had Blu-rays and DVDs and all that shit. Cool. So we would just start talking about movies all the time at work. Mm-hmm. And then we were talking like, yeah, man, we need to, and at that time, YouTube just came out. Like YouTube was like only out for like maybe a year or two. And we're like, yeah, man, we need to do like a, a show called fanboy Rant, where we just ran about all these shitty movies that we don't like. And then um, basically, like, I just did it one day. He didn't want to do it. You know, we we talked about it, but he was getting in a relationship. I was getting in a relationship. And then one day I was like, man, I'm just going to do it. So I had this guy at work. He, he was like, he's a friend of ours, but he was like really, really nerdy. And he liked World of Warcraft. So to make fun of him, I filmed a video on my phone where I'm just making fun of people playing World of Warcraft. And that was the first ever video I did on YouTube and um and then from that point on i just kept doing that sort of thing and then dragon ball evolution came out and i was doing movie news on it and that channel sort of blown up because i was the only one covering dragon ball evolution and then that channel is still up but i don't do nothing on that channel because i ended up Mm -hmm. getting demonetized so that's when i made the current channel that i'm on now Mm -hmm. so your
0: parasite controversy—it's been a while, it's been a long time now. People have probably forgotten about it. No, no, even...
1: I, I still get tagged really? on Twitter. Last week, really? last week I got tagged on Twitter. This was five years through... ago. What yeah, the fuck? People still every every day I get comments on that. Man, it's never gonna <laughs> die. All right, so let's
0: start it this way. What happened
1: essentially? So it blew. Yeah. yeah. So here's the thing. There was actually another part of that that I never uploaded, right? So, um, you know, I, I saw the Joker, I liked the Joker, I felt like the mm-hmm. Joker really spoke to uh, you know, society today not taking mental illness seriously, and I felt like that was a stronger message than Parasite. Truth be told, I did not see Parasite at that time, mm-hmm. but if you go back and watch Parasite, I never make Fun of Parasite. I never criticized Parasite. Mm-hmm. What I do do in that video is I criticize the Academy and their rules, mm-hmm. and that's what people don't understand. People think I'm criticizing Parasite. They're like, "Oh, you know, he doesn't. You know, he's racist because it's a. a you know, because I say America, United States, that automatically makes you a racist. That that's not that that's not the facts at all. You know, mm-hmm. my my thing was. Parasite was wiping out all these movies in the Oscars, right? Like winning all these awards. It already won best or best foreign film. My thing was there is okay. So foreign films have two opportunities to win best picture, best mm-hmm. foreign film, best best overall film, right? But in terms of The Joker, there's not a best United States film and best film, right? Mm-hmm. So if there's the best foreign film, if you win that, if you're nominated for that, you should not be nominated for best overall film. That was the whole crux of my argument, right? It's like we live in the United States. It's a United States broadcasted show. I know you want to do like a love letter to all film, right? Because mm-hmm. it's it's the Oscars, but you already have a category for, for foreign films. Now you're taking, I think, the message away from the Joker, which had a great message about mental illness and not taking it seriously, and you're putting Parasite, which is a foreign film that already won Best Foreign Film, over that. Now, it it would be a different conversation if you have Best Domestic Films, <laughs> Best Foreign Films, and then Best Overall Films. Then you at least give Joker an opportunity to win Best Domestic Film. <laughs> that was the whole point that I was having. It had nothing to do with it being a foreign film. It had everything to do with it that it okay. It has nothing to do with it being racism. It has everything to do with it's a foreign film that got nominated for both categories where Joker was only able to be nominated for one. That was my problem, right? It already won Best Foreign Film. It should not have been nominated. If not, they should have changed the rules and make a Best Domestic Film because it's not fair to the domestic films. It's not. You know, there's a lot of domestic films that, that are really, really good, and they get overshadowed because, you know, this foreign film is wiping out all the categories, and it already has its own separate category. No, you even
0: know? when you were talking about that, even when I saw that video back in the day when I was more of a lurker and still doing my own thing, I knew what you were talking about. The only thing that I ever criticized was you didn't say the D word. I was like, man, I ain't saying the right word. Hollywood is pushing diversity in a bad yeah. way. Yeah. That's one thing I ever criticized. That's all ever criticized. Yeah. I was like he well, he's got the right point. He's almost there. Can he he's he put it up? You, you,
1: you also got to realize that I was extremely drunk when I wrote when I did that video. Also true. Uh, I had Adam over. The Oscars mm-hmm. were like 3 4 hours long. Mm-hmm. And me and Adam was drinking for 3 4 hours. Mm-hmm. Okay? So Adam, he lived in Orlando at the time. I lived in Polk County. So Adam after we got done he got up, and he left. And I was like, man, this pisses me off. I'm going to do a video. And when it comes to YouTube, the one thing you want is you want to get clicks. So I put in the title, Woke Hollywood has an agenda, or whatever. Like, like Woke, like, like, Oscar is goes woke, Parasite. Is that not true? Because, like, you you look at their requirements
0: now for you to be eligible to win one of these, like, Academy Award Oscar things. You have to have a a person of color. You gotta have someone from the LGBTQ community. Your movie has to have a certain amount of these people. It's like you can't just have a movie and it be good with who you
1: chose. It has to be all these diversity requirement bullshit. To me, me it was because prior to that year, there was a lot of stuff going around the Oscars saying Oscars is so white remember the whole Will Smith Jaden Dick Smith you know mm-hmm. like I'm not going to the Oscars because uh, he wasn't nominated like Oscar so white so I felt like the Oscars went out of their way mm-hmm. to let to to pick parasite as all these winners not saying parasite is not a bad like because it's a good movie I watched it the next day after the whole situation mm-hmm. I watched it it's a phenomenal movie I still stand by I think Joker was a better film and mm-hmm. what it meant to our society but um mm-hmm. you know I felt like the Oscars And the Academy, the Voting Academy, went out of their way to pat themselves on the back going, see, we're not racist. Look, we support diversity. That was the message I was trying to say. Mm -hmm. Like, it wasn't fair for domestic films to get overshadowed by foreign films when foreign films had its own category. It just doesn't make sense, right? And Mm -hmm. I, I was drunk. I did the video. What you want to do on YouTube is you want to put like clickbait, catchy titles out there. You want to go the mm-hmm. geeks and gamers route. You want to you want to get that that rage click, right? And my my thought process did not come over because I was yelling and and saying and I was mm-hmm. drunk off my ass. I don't remember half the shit I said until after I watched the next video. And I remember Adam got home and he called me. He's like, "Bro, I think you need to take this video down." And I'm like, "Nah, bro, ain't nobody gonna watch it." Next day, hundred thousand views. I'm like, what the hell, you know? Mm-hmm. And then like people like Andy Signor and and Geeks and Gamers, everybody's calling me out, calling me racist. And I'm like, man, you don't know me. You don't know the first thing about me. Don't sit there and call me a racist. You don't know a damn thing about me. But what I didn't tell people was there's an actual second part to that video involving Adam, because mm-hmm. people, I got a lot of shit for that, right? A lot mm-hmm. of shit saying I was racist because I was going for the Joker. I filmed me and Adam's reaction to that, to to the, to the winner. So I had my phone set up and the video came and it was like the winner is Parasite. And you hear me and Adam go, fuck you. And then Adam's like, fuck Parasite, blah, blah, blah. If I would have posted that, Adam would have went right down the tube with me because everybody would have called Adam racist and everything because Mm -hmm. Adam it was just as much a part of not wanting Parasite to win as I did. Because we yeah. sat there, and we just seeing Parasite wiping the Oscars w- with all the awards. And it's just, it, to me, it doesn't make sense, man. It does not make sense. Uh-huh. that, it, And what I tried to explain, because Andy Signore, you know, the douchebag that he is, he, yeah. he invited me on to kind of like do an interview on it. And he's like, well, how can you criticize Parasite without watching it? I'm like, well, I'm not reviewing it. I'm just. I'm. I'm not. I'm not criticizing *Parasite*. People like I'm him are so about,
0: stupid.
1: Yeah, and I'm like, it's no different for someone who watches football to root against the opposite team, and they're like, "Well, that's not." And he's like, "Well, that's not entirely true because someone that roots for the other team, uh, pretty much knows everything about the other team." I'm like, "That's not true." There's people that go to the stands that bash Dallas Cowboys and they can't name one player on the damn team. Yeah. Yeah. You know? So Mm -hmm. that's the way I looked at it. I looked at the Oscars like a sporting event. Joker was my team. My team didn't win. I was pissed. So I did a video on it. I did a video to get clicks, you know? And I Mm -hmm. still stand by my statement today. It should not have been nominated for foreign and best film. It should have been either or. That's why we, why do we have categories if that's not part of the category? You know? Mm -hmm. Why do we have or categories? or at least
0: have a limit to how many categories a film can be put in in general.
1: Yeah, even or that's rigged if, to a certain if extent. They, if they want to make it fair, give us the best domestic film. If you have a best foreign film, give us best domestic film category. Mm-hmm. You know, just be fair about it because there's a lot of hard work and you know directors, actors, and writers from the United States that work hard to get nominated every year. And then to have a foreign film come in wipe out all the awards, wipe out best foreign film, and then take best overall film? Like, also, like look we... at that back now at your video. Who talks about Parasite
0: anymore outside of that? Nobody talks about Parasite. Who always... talks about Joker more? Who talks about Joker infinitely more? Now, to be fair, that a the Joker, but you, you get what I'm saying, right? No one talks. I haven't heard it's...
1: Parasite's name mentioned literally until today. And, and guess what? If you do hear a Parasite mentioned, it's always with my name in the sentence. <laughs> That's, That's the only time you hear Parasite. No one cares about parasite. If anybody ever mentions parasite, it ain't it ain't like, hey, you ever seen that awesome movie Parasite? People don't say that. People say, Hey, you ever see that fat white guy that ranted about parasite? That's what they say. That is I that I am equally more memorable than Parasite. <laughs> and it's fast. You go you, you type in Parasite right now on YouTube. I'm gonna be on every one of those videos, right? That's no true. one talks about how good that film is, how great the, it was directed, nothing. It's Hey, that fat guy that rented about parasite. That that's the uh mm-hmm. that 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 that's just the way it is, you know? People
0: just fake care. People do that yeah. a lot. They fake care about shit, pretend to be about the newest I care about the current thing, but they don't. The people just full of shit. It's just, it's just what I've learned, you know, man, doing this because <laughs> what I also have seen is like people will go out of their way to be like, "Well, these superhero movies are dominating. We got to go support the other movies that come out." Well, you could have already been doing that. And you still don't do that because remember, last year you were doing box office videos, same time I was. We had record low numbers in the history of the industry at that time period after um, Thor and Thunder left the movie theater. All those mm-hmm. Oscar movies came out, not superhero movies. You could have win, and supported them. People didn't because they're full of shit. People are just full of yeah. shit, man.
1: This is what it is. They they, they pretend to care because it's, they don't want to look at like the bad signawing. guy. It's yeah, all virtual yeah. signaling. It really mm-hmm. is. And and I gotta be honest with you, so I've been coming back a lot on YouTube, mostly because I'm kind of losing my my um my joy for doing it. I, I like after Black Panther, my channel blew up. So I, yeah. I spent like the last four years after Black Panther putting out a video every single day. It was easier back then because we had like superhero news left and right, but now it's all like negative stuff, you know. Like, like the writer strike. I did a video about the writer strike yesterday. Like, why does everybody care about how much these writers and actors are making? There's fucking doctors and shit like that saving people's lives, and no one gives a shit about how much these people get paid. But the man, firefighters they're, is risking their life every day and burning yeah, buildings. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it, it, it's like I I feel like people are being brainwashed. You know, it's like they like, care more the, the about the trying to turn people into NPCs. Yeah, that's all it is. Yeah, it's like it's like people care more about you you type in you on youtube and like oh man the writer's strike man i and and i seen a a person yesterday write a comment it's like man i hope the writers get paid uh what they deserve and i'm like why do you care how much they get paid do you give a shit about the person stocking your eggs at walmart you know it's like come on Or, or even just looking at a movie
0: in general not the writers or the actors or the directors or the producers what about the set What about the costume lady that gets the costumes ready for, like, eight hours so everyone can wear their costume? Or that one poor bastard holding up the fucking lamp for, like, six
1: hours straight, you know? What about that guy?
0: He got screwed because the unions are like, we're going to go on strike. (laughs) Where were the unions at all these many years? These writers are claiming they didn't get medical insurance. The paychecks ain't big. You know, they're fucking struggling out here. Where's the unions at? Where are the unions that you're giving your money to and it's coming out of your paycheck? So it's like, oh, you have to give like 20% of your money to them. So the b- money you barely make, you get 20% to this union, and they ain't doing shit for you. Unions yeah. are fucking just nothing, nothing but a bunch of crock of shit. So this union's yeah. going on strike, ain't helping no one, and has the gall and nerve to ask for more money for these people because
1: they're trying to get paid. Man,
0: fuck unions, man. Yeah, it's the union.
1: It's such a joke for a writer's strike. The going on strike for the actors and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, the people that really need the money that are working hard day by day, like like the catering people and the people that are mm-hmm. holding up the lights and holding like like the set people, right? Those people don't get paid nowhere near as much as the actors, directors, right. and and the writers, right? They're mm-hmm. the ones that are suffering, right? Mm-hmm. When Drew Barrymore was like, "Hey, I'm gonna resume our my, my show," everybody's like, "Oh man, you don't care about the actors and writers, blah blah blah." I was like, man, like look, I have. 200 people out of work right now that need to support their family. You know, like what do you want me to do. It's pe- people's mindset are so ass backwards, man. So <laughs> ass backwards. <laughs> Who I are so
0: stupid? Like, oh, uh, it's the same example that I give when I was going to be a cop. So you know, I was going to be a cop at one point. He gave me the best example of my life ever. You'll go to someone, cop will show up to a dude. You know, he's the bad guy. And he's and you're like, he's like, hey man, are you this? Um, sir, were you at the liquor store at nine o'clock last night? He's like, Oh yeah, man, my aunt lives down the street. What the fuck? The cognitive dissonance in people is retarded. People are just stupid. Like, yeah, you'll have any, you know how any controversy will come up, man. And then the first thing people do is like, how could you be against the person who's doing it? We should look, you should look at a situation objectively from both sides before you make any type of a decision. Yeah. Yeah. The same thing you had because you had another recent controversy that happened with the Little Mermaid. You criticized the Haley Bailey yeah. casting. Yeah. Now, this is what I wanted to levy at you first. I didn't disagree with you. What I wanted to say was Disney's the one that has a problem with the race. Everyone is cool with the way Ariel looks.
1: Mm-hmm. Disney is a real racist here. But here's the thing, though. I never criticized the race. Yeah, I know you did. I didn't. criticized <laughs> her looks. So, so that was one of the things. So that was sort of like the last straw for my channel because I was averaging, even after Parasite, I was still averaging between two to three thousand video, three thousand views per video. Now mm-hmm. I'm down to like three hundred views per video because of the Little Mermaid thing, which I I ended up taking down. But my thing was never because she was black. I don't care, right? Black, white, Hispanic, I don't care, right? Mm-hmm. Just make her look as close to Ariel as possible. My thing was. Okay, okay. what are you a big fan of? Like, the biggest fan of? What's the biggest thing you're a fan of? Oh, shit. Yu-Gi-Oh, probably. Okay, let's say they did a live-action Yu-Gi-Oh movie, right? Mm -hmm. And they made Yu-Gi black or Hispanic. I ain't watching that shit. Okay, because you grew up with Hmm. Yu-Gi looking one way, right? So what about all these... And all I said was I wanted to play devil's advocate what about all these girls that grew up for the past 30, 40 years with a little mermaid looking one way and -hmm. you finally get the live adaptation that you've been dreaming of for decades Mm -hmm. and they cast someone that doesn't look anything like Ariel, Mm -hmm. right? That's what I'm saying. Just put yourself, Disney is so focused on patting ourselves on the back for diversity that they don't care about, you know, the people that actually support their stuff. That's all I said. I don't care. Like at the end of the day, they want to make her black, whatever. That's fine. Ariel is a, a mermaid, right? Changing her color does not change the character. My thing was, could you at least get someone to look better? Like this girl eyes are so looks far apart, either. fucking Moses can march the Jews <laughs> between them motherfuckers. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's like, if you, like, like where, where's Zendaya? You know, go, go get someone who looks very, very attractive. That's all I said. Right? Does That that doesn't make me racist. That might make me sexist. <laughs> I mean, I'll be the first person to say, yeah, that's a sexist-ass thing to say. But that doesn't make me racist. Mm-hmm. Look, look at the Snow White shit right now. Oh, yeah. Look, her name is Snow White because her skin is white and they cast a Puerto Rican. And ain't nobody love Latinas <laughs> a... more than me. I love me some Latinas, man. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But how the fuck you going to cast a Latina? The place, no motherfucker. The name is White in the f- Snow White, bro. Well, the thing
0: is- here is, back in the day, if you told them, you you said to your friends, "What if they casted a Mexican to play Snow White?" Your friends were like, "Nah, bro, that ain't, that ain't gonna happen." They actually did it. They casted a black girl to play Little Mermaid, Ariel, and they casted Rachel Zegler to fucking play Snow White. They actually
1: did it. They but, actually went full retard. And, and here, and here's my biggest problem mm-hmm. is you have people that actually have a power and have a voice. Falling in line and not expressing their voice. And I'm talking about John Campion, right? I used to love John Campion. I met John Campion. I used to too. Ooh, God. Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to talk shit about John Campion, but he has a voice and a platform to, to put out his, his opinion. He said for years, I have no problem with gender swapping or race bending or whatever, mm-hmm. as long as it doesn't fundamentally change the character. Snow White being Puerto Rican fundamentally changes the character. Her name is Snow White as fair as snow that fundamentally changes the character. And if you don't think it's it gets any worse, they completely just change everything about the movie. She's not gonna be in love, she's not gonna have love from Prince Charming. she wants to be a leader, there's not gonna be no dwarfs, you know like they completely fundamentally change the movie and and people like John Campia who has a great following, doesn't even express the, he's, he he doesn't even talk about it. He doesn't talk about it because he, he, for years said, I'm, I'm fine with them changing the race as long as it doesn't change the narrative. Then when it finally changes the narrative, he is dead silent on the situation.
0: But it was always from a gaslight lighting point of view that Disney and people like him always took it. Remember people are watching this. understand Disney is the one who changed the race. Everyone else thought it was fine. No one had an issue with how these characters look in those anime adaptations that they did of yeah. those books. They all, everyone thought it was cool. They're the racist ones who changed it and then gaslit people into a situation where if you did criticize it, the first thing anyone would say is that you're racist. Even yeah. if you had an actual argument, they're the ones who are actually putting people in that position. They don't need to change your race at all, but they're doing it not only because, which you said earlier, diversity and virtue signaling points for their imaginary audience that didn't support the little mermaid movie that movie only yeah. made 500 million dollars oh, for sure, anyone who's not retarded if the flash needed 750 million to break even not not talking making profit that's different it broke yeah. even the flash had the same budget as little mermaid little mermaid made 300 million dollars more it made 500 million dollars that shit lost money on the biggest fucking scale well Honestly, look at
1: indiana jones Right, yeah, because of the same shit, right? You, you, you they, they sit there and they do Indiana Jones. First of all, no one wants to see a fucking eighty-year-old fucking. I think he might be ninety or something now, but no, <laughs> no one wants to see an old-ass Indiana Jones. And what do they do? They Disney the shit up. They put a female in there, and of course, she's the one as she's the star. She's mm-hmm. the fucking star. You know, you kill Shia LaBeouf's character off-screen. You take our hero. You take our heroes and you make them these grumpy old men like Luke Skywalker, Coach Bombay, Indiana Jones. And then you have these female characters that are better than them. And and it's just like it's the same formula. And Disney is starting to lose money now. It's starting to affect their box office. People Mm -hmm. don't go to the movies to get shit thrown in their face. You know, they don't want fucking shit Mm -hmm. thrown in their face. I understand that a lot of these movies were made when black actors weren't as prominent in Hollywood. You know? Like, like a lot of these super char- superhero characters were made in the 40s and 50s. That's why they're white. You know? I understand that. If you want to remake them and, and, and you want to put color in it, that's fine. It works for certain roles. Right? But at the end of the day, uh, look, I'm clearly white. You're clearly black. Wouldn't you want more original characters Rather than getting sloppy seconds
0: from white people, I always said just make another character. I like I, I was never for I was never for race swaps, even in the ones that people thought were okay. Like Michael Clark Duncan, yeah, he did a great job as Kingpin, but he doesn't look like Kingpin though. They even later on when they made a gettable TV show, they didn't do that again because they realized wait a minute, we love Michael Clark Duncan, but that was a bad decision, though. Like Jeffrey Wright, he, he did a great job as James Gordon. I liked him, but he yeah. didn't look like James Gordon, you know. If you start yeah. doing the one – if you if you start doing that slippery slope of like, hey, we'll do it for one. You got to do it for them all now because yeah. then you just get into that position. I always say if you're going to do any – instead of race swapping, just make a movie based around an original black character. Like why can't Static Shock get his own movie then? Why change yeah. Superman to be black? Static Shock, Steel, Jon Stewart. Why can't they have their own movies then? Cyborg, black character, you know? Why can't black people just get their own shit? They want to give black people the white people shit. It's like, no, they could just have their own shit. Falcon was a Marvel Comics character forever. He's Captain America now. And it's
1: like, why can't you just make a Falcon movie? You can just get well, Captain the move. They, they made him Captain America comic. But that was also yeah. because Marvel, which was owned by Disney at the time, were like, we got to make all these characters black or Hispanic. But then that, mm-hmm. that's how Miles Morales was created. That's how Kamal Khan was created you know, all that stuff. Oh, yeah, all-new Marvel. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, but but that that's sort of the point, right? So instead of taking these already established IPs that's been around for decades upon decades and just changing the race on it, just make new characters, man. Just make mm-hmm. new characters and build those. The, the problem is they don't want to, like like these companies, these studios, mm-hmm. whether it be Hollywood, books, whatever, they don't want to work for anything. They want the easy fix. So instead of creating new characters, and building them from the ground up and see if they're successful. No, they're like, hey, you know what? We're just going to take this character and we're going to we're gonna just change it and make this character black, female, Hispanic, whatever, you know? I feel sorry for Redhead because they get fucked more than anybody. They get fucked more than everybody. That's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If you're mm-hmm. ginger, you're
0: fucked. But then you have people like Dan Slott for working for Marvel on Twitter saying it, you, "It, there's something wrong with you if you don't accept the changes That's to your character. That's the biggest
1: problem. That's the biggest problem. Right. I don't like geeks and gamers. I don't. I, I, I I'm I'm cool with a couple of them guys, right? But I I won't will, I will, I'm not a fan of them. I'm not friends with them or anything like that. But Jeremy, I gotta wish you didn't like you guys. That, it one, one, that I thing, mean. one thing they do say that I agree with them mm-hmm. is every time you disagree with Hollywood, you're the problem, not them. Right? So mm-hmm. so if you don't like Ray, for the record, I like Ray. You're sexist if you don't like Ray. If you don't like um, Little Mermaid because she's black, oh, it's because you're racist. It, you can't not not like something just because you don't like it. it you have to be racist, sexist, or uh, you know, something. You're less you, of a fan. Of, yeah, because yeah. yesterday, Dan Slott put out a series of tweets that
0: said a whole bunch of gibberish bullshit. But basically the point of what he was saying was these characters aren't really thriving now in comic book sales because you don't support them. Because there were shit storylines for them. He, he literally said, yeah. oh, a lot of these storylines, you have to kind of change it up after a while. A lot of these characters have been having shit storylines. Why are people wanting to support that? What, dude, 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 I have a comic on Twitter. Too. They literally said they lost half of their fan base after 10 years of X-Men um, comic book pull
1: 10 years, you motherfuckers. I'm good on this. Yeah. So I'm, I'm the problem. I'm one of them, though, because I used to have Mm-hmm. Okay, so I haven't read comics in like four years. I used to be the type of person every Wednesday, comic book new oh, release yes. day, uh-huh. I would go to the comic shop. I would have like twenty subscriptions, right? Like I would I would drop like a, like a $100, 150 dollars racks. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and I had everything: Spider Man, X men Batman, Superman. Um, you know my my Image comics, and then I would have like. Stuff I pull off the wall that I just think, hey, this might be interested in, and I was reading everything in it. And then what happened was I started realizing it's very formulaic. Comic books, Marvel and DC comics in particular, have not changed in fifty years. They they, they keep they do something and then they go right back to the status quo. Like like the the final straw for me was Secret Wars with Battle with Battle Earth. When Jonathan mm-hmm. Hickman came in and did the Secret War, they, they did this whole thing where they're going to fold all the universes in, and they're going to bring Ultimate Universe into the main universe, right? That way they can get miles that. in. And mm-hmm. I remember me and Adam were at Megacon, and we had an interview with the writers and uh, artists for Spider-Gwen, and I asked them, I'm like, so they're doing this um you know battle earth thing what's gonna happen to spider Gwen? and they're like oh no her comic is still gonna stay the same nothing's gonna change i'm like so they're folding all the universes but you guys are still gonna have a you your own separate universe and he's like yeah i know it doesn't make sense but it's just what we're going with so i'm like you're doing this whole storyline and then the status quo stays the same and guess what guess what they're doing right now they're bringing back the ultimate universe Mm-hmm. So it makes it makes Secret Wars irrelevant because as soon as those sales start slipping, they, they either reboot it back to number one or they bring back the stuff again. And that's the way it does. Like, like every, it felt like every six months we were getting a new Amazing Spider-Man number one because they didn't want people to look at the comics and go, oh, issue 850? Oh, we're not going to get no new readers. So 851 mm-hmm. is just going to be retitled number one again. But nothing changes with the character. And that's or why like, manga yeah, is kicking its ass. No, you're, you're right. Or in
0: the middle of that thing about what you just said, they'll do like an annual number one. Yes. Right in the middle of what you're reading, you'll get yes. an annual of six stories that you're not reading to get involved into another story instead of giving you what you're already paying for. This shit is stupid, man. Like, just yeah. read, recently read, read with Iron Man, I had Invincible Iron Man on my list. I was getting to Invincible Iron Man number eight. They did an, an Iron Man annual from 2022. It was like, why, instead of putting out Invisible Iron Man number nine, you give me a random story that I have no clue what the
1: fuck's going on just to read this week? What the hell is that? Yeah. What is that? And, and, and the bad thing about them rebooting it back to number one is the story doesn't reboot. The story's right? still so not story, good, usually. Yeah. So you <laughs> would think, you're like, oh, made Spider-Man number one, right? So we're going to find out how he got bit by the, sp- the spider, right? No. Mm-hmm. The, the, the story continued from the last issue. They just retortled to number one to get impulse buys. So so if you're collecting comics, it makes it Im- impossible to keep track of these numbers and shit. And it's mm-hmm. just like, everything stays status quo. Everything. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, man, if I read manga, right? If I read Yu Yu Hakusho, Yu Yu Hakusho mm-hmm. has a beginning, middle, and end. You mm-hmm. know? Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z has a beginning, middle, and end. Yu-Gi-Oh has a beginning, middle, of end. Right? They don't mm-hmm. just keep spreading this shit out forever. To make money now, Dragon Ball, you you know you have Dragon Ball Super, and Naruto has you know Barto and all that, and they continue it on, but it they never make things status quo. You know, it it ain't like um you know Vegeta's still a bad guy in Dragon Ball Super. You know, like like the story progresses, there's real stake. Normally, if someone dies, they stay dead in manga. You know, unless, you know you have the Dragon Balls or whatever, but like there's real stake. Whereas in comic books. Nothing is concrete. It's, it's all it, it's there, there's no
0: game plan for it. Just recently, remember Miss They announced they're killing Miss Marvel. Two weeks later, oh. they announced she's getting a new number one. What the fuck? They yeah. can't even drum up hype for a character that they say is a fan favorite. And a lot of these people are just full of shit. They don't buy Miss Marvel books. The fuck buys Miss Marvel books. She's such an irrelevant character now, outside of um what's her name? Iman Bellany playing her that the, her comic book version is worthless, yeah. that they announced her dying, brought her back.
1: What the? F- Marvel doesn't even understand their own fan base. I When, when I did read comics heavily, I was mostly in the Image Comics because mm-hmm. Image Comics to me was mostly like manga where the writers and artists had a game plan of what they want to do. Like there was a story called Nailbiter, right? It's about this town that keeps producing all these serial killers. It has a beginning, middle, and end. You know, why cool the fuck honestly? yeah it, like <laughs> it had a lot of cool stuff um Invincible has a beginning middle of the end mm-hmm. walking dead beginning middle of the end outcast all these stories mm-hmm. have beginning middle of the end you know and even when it came to invincible Robert Kirkman came out and said like yeah I can make it like Spider-man and go on for like 500 issues but that's not fair to our characters that we have created you know like, like if we don't have good stories to tell I don't want to just stretch it out just to make money. And I respect that. I'd rather have an artist have their vision complete rather than them milking the shit. The problem is Marvel and DC are corporate characters. So they're just there to produce money. Mm-hmm. It ain't about telling good stories. It's about just having money. That's that's the biggest problem. Also with manga, like you mentioned, there's one Goku.
0: One Goku. Even if you start a Dragon yeah. Ball, that's the same Goku. He just grows up and goes through adult shit. He just yeah. learns different stuff like it's the same goku after the same arc but he's learned something differently whether, yeah. whether it's good or bad is however you anyone thinks of it but it's the same character naruto same way vegeta same way ichigo from Lee, same way. luffy same thing yeah. you read all these different dude there's so many batman books going on
1: it'll blow your mind there's bat there's regular batman shit 100 well, 100 when, when mm-hmm. i was reading comics i think there was like five different batman titles yeah Batman, you yeah, Batman, Detective I- right Batman, International Batman. Right now, there's Detective
0: Batman, there's Batman Brave and the Bold, there's Batman and Robin, there's Batman and Beyond, he gets his own shit, Nightwing will randomly get his own titles, there's Batman stuff for Gotham War, right now, it's newest event, there's stuff for Catwoman, he even gets titles for his villains, so there'll be like a Penguin number one. Who reads that? Yeah. There's shit for Riddler, there's shit for Joker, so it's not even just Batman gets his own 30,000 shit, Oh. it's Villains get their own little mini titles too. Same with Spider Man. There's amazing Spider Man, like, like you said. Then there's annuals. Then there's Venom, Carnage, Spider Gwen, Miles. Then there's some amazing Spider Man number one, which is contradictory to the already Spider Man books coming out. But dude, it's it's fucking wild, wild west out here. Yeah. man. and and,
1: mm-hmm. and you look at you look at manga, right? You can download the manga app, Shonen Jump app for like two ninety nine a month, and you can read all the manga you want, new release manga, like new release day and day stuff. Mm -hmm. you know whereas you can't even buy a comic book for $2.99 nowadays right Mm -hmm. like you go to the comic shop and like an issue of spider-man is like $4.99 right and i'm like man the only way comic books are going to survive is if they take something like marvel unlimited and you start releasing your stuff day and date Mm -hmm. and you lower that price because no no one can afford to go in and buy, like, like, if I would have a subscription pool right now of, like, five books, those five books would cost me, like, almost 50 bucks, just for five books. Sure. They even and race that's not even
0: counting variants. Yeah, there's the price, too, because now they're, like, sometimes they're on upwards of like as high as 799 then yeah. if you go on ebay because i don't have a comment from Ronnie, so i go on ebay for certain variant covers that you like they know that that's going to be the best one everyone wants they're charging you like yeah yesterday i bought one for wolverine versus predator the variant cover that i like looked beautiful he was charging 15 for that plus yeah. shipping i
1: was like yeah fuck it you know he i want this the variants weren't supposed to be separate. The variants are supposed to be with the stack of everything. And whoever gets it first, gets it first. But now a lot of mm-hmm. these comic shops and Ebays and stuff like that, when they mm-hmm. get their shipment in, they take the variants out and automatically put an upcharge price on the variant. And that's mm-hmm. not fair. You know, it's like, no, th- like, yeah, it has a good cover, but this is still a $4 book. You know, you just right. you just picked it out and put an extra price on it. it- it's ridiculous, man. Dude, like, fucking
0: hell. People get, And, dude, they don't wonder why they don't post all comic book sales anymore. Well, they're they're in the toilet, you know, yeah. outside. They are they even shit on the fans who are still there. Like, it's always we're the issue. Not them. They're the ones creating this shit. We're the ones giving you our money. My yeah. hard-earned money I work for every day, I'm giving you it because I want to have some entertainment. And you got to hear about some pronoun bullshit in my fucking books.
1: Yeah, uh, is, exactly. Like, not mm-hmm. only is manga cheaper, you can either get the volumes for, like, 10 bucks when they come out right. with the volume, or mm-hmm. you can, like I said, the Shonen Jump app for, like, three bucks a month and read everything as it comes out. And it, and it's all story-based. Where you look at comic books, it's like, oh, we're gonna make, you know, Connor Kent bisexual now. Mm-hmm. Why? To pull in an audience that doesn't even read your shit anyway? Uh, you're That's putting pronouns people. in the comic right. books, right? Like, dude, if, if someone is bisexual, they're probably already reading comics, but you're not going to get someone who's bisexual that doesn't read comics just to start reading your comics now, you know? Mm-hmm. It, it just doesn't make any sense.
0: They, they, they moved all this social media nonsense to push for an audience that, for one, probably grew up never even liking the medium, never even bought books, probably has money now to buy the books, still doesn't buy the books, and they're wondering why their sales aren't good. It... It's like, the, it's like they, they almost want to fail. You, you have to want to fail to keep that kind of mindset going on. Yeah. These people in school, these are the people in school that make fun of people and beat them up for being nerds. And you're trying to tell me that's your audience. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not saying yeah. you can't become a fan later on in your life. Everyone's a, a casual. And if you want casual people to buy your books, that's fine. A- every audience has a casual fan base because casual's is the most people you're going to have. But those aren't your dedicated buyers every week. Those aren't the people going to shops every week, every Wednesday, buying this shit.
1: Yeah. You 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 wanna you wanna keep the fans that you have and you wanna make mm-hmm. them happy. Right? Mm-hmm. It, it's like it's like wrestling, right? Mm-hmm. You have your dedicated wrestling fans, right? You're not gonna get people that think wrestling is stupid isn't gonna start watching wrestling because you put pronouns or <laughs> stuff like that into it, you know? It's like mm-hmm. you you have your fan base. Make sure you you cater to them. Make sure you give them what you want because soon you you see it in movies all the time. Right, so many people are getting turned off on these movies and shows is because mm-hmm. they're putting so much virtual signal and shit in there. It's like, well, you're not bringing in new audience and you're alienating the old audience. Just stop doing that shit, you know? Right, because they consider the old audience bigots
0: and instaphobes and all this of buzzword horse you shit. You see it, it everywhere, thing. though.
1: It's happening yeah. in video games too, right? Like, you saw like, the Starfield. What do you think of the, about the Starfield controversy? That was, that, first of all, that was stupid. Because there, there was no pronouns in the game. I beat the whole game, okay? Literally, when you create your character, right? <laughs> like, like every game has a created character now, right? You go in there, you create your character, and it's going to ask you, he, she, they, them. After that, that's it. That's all it is. There's nothing else into it. So, like, <laughs> if you can't get past the created character screen, then you got a problem. But the problem is that the people that were bashing it didn't even play the game. And and you know me, I don't hold shit back. If there was a whole bunch of virtual signal and shit in there, I would I would have said something about it. Mm-hmm. But you you, you kind of see it coming in video games now to where, um, I didn't buy Mortal Kombat one. I refuse to buy Mortal Kombat one. I'm not paying seventy dollars for it. I'll wait for it to come down to like twenty bucks. But mm-hmm. look at look at Melina in Mortal Kombat nine. Man, she's got like big ass fucking tits. Man, she's got like <laughs> this one piece with fucking like like um fishnet like she is overly sexualized and then you look at mortal kombat 11 melina and she's all covered up and got her hair in a bun and shit and then some people out there like anzo be like well rob you can unlock her one piece costume i'm like yeah you can but it's fully covered up though like her breast isn't showing like in mortal kombat 9 right Hmm. you go back and look at the older Mortal Kombat games and how Katana, Melina, and these characters were overly sexualized, and now look at them in Mortal Kombat. Like, they used to show Sonya Blade thong. Right? Mm-hmm. Now they're all fully covered up. And then you look at games like Horizon Zero Dawn and Horizon Forbidden West. Right? They go out of their way to make Aloy even uglier in her updates. It's like, oh no, she she, she doesn't look manly enough. We gotta make mm-hmm. her look more butch in the updates. Right? You look at something like Last of Us Part Two with Abby, you know. You look at the Fable trailer for Xbox. That 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 chick, man, she looks like she got hit with like five hundred ugly sticks. You know, it's like, like we play video games, we read comic books, we watch shows to 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 look at attractive people. You know, it sort of goes back to the Little Mermaid thing, right? Like you can call me sexist if you want. But mm-hmm. dude, if you're gonna play a game, don't you wanna look at a hot ass fucking bitch on the game? Or do you I want some someone to look titties. realistic? Yeah. Some, yeah. Like, like, like the one thing we liked about comic books was the, the superhero, like the, the female X-Men characters, Captain Marvel, like they were overly sexualized. Like they had big breasts and big thick ass, and it, it was sexy and appeal and it sold covers. People bought those covers, right? But now we're in a world where we're, we're, we're told that we can't like that. And the funny thing is, the real world isn't like that. You go on Instagram, and every feed is just bitches and thongs and shit. So obviously, what they're virtual signaling for isn't reflecting the real life, you know? It's like, mm-hmm. it's like why do we have to cater to ugly people? You know? Why? Why do we have to cater Why like, oh, I'm sorry. We got to make Aloy ugly because it's got to be more realistic. Man, give me some big-ass- They're trying to bring-
0: They're trying to bring the good- The- Because the beauty- I guess you could say beauty's whoever you look at it. They want to bring beauty down to every other girl's standard of beauty. Because they're trying to make fat bitches the fucking prettiest thing. It's like, no, that's ugly. That always has been ugly. Yeah. Let's be honest. I don't don't know why they're trying trying to make the prettier- I don't know what, why they're trying to make the prettier girls match with the ugly fat like La- 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 LaQuisha bit bitches. You can't get a man like I, I. know that's not how that shit works. I don't want. I don't want that. Yeah. You you can show.
1: Okay, it it's not good to body shame people. I'm fat, right? Like I don't mm-hmm. like when people come in and say, "Hey, you're fat." But guess what? If I wanted to lose weight, I would do it. I did it before. I would do it again, right? So mm-hmm. like it, it's not good to go out there and body shame. But just because you put Laura Croft with some thick-ass lips and big-ass titties that doesn't make other girls who aren't as pretty less attractive than they already are, right? It, it, it's fucking make-believe, man, right? Nobody goes on porn and searches up, hey, ugly bitch, you know? <laughs> we, we, we we type in, like, thick-ass Latinas or, <laughs> or, like, big-titty blondes, right? We don't look up, hey, average girl from up the road. Who searches that in Pornhub? Like that's not the number one trending thing. So when we play video games, why do we want to see fucking Aloy who looks like she's got a nine-inch dick between her legs?
0: Oh man, like I, uh, I just don't get it with people. Like cause that's the part, it's it might my sound sexist, but that's the beauty of women. They can they, they use their looks to have that attraction yes. for them oh, we, we don't have that. We have to use, like, you know, manliness and all that shit. But that's what they would like about us, right? If a girl's not attractive in certain medium, I'm like, I'm good. Like, what the hell? Like, why are we taking that away? And first of all, why is that being normalized, too, for girls to look ugly? That's yeah. not going to be good self-esteem for younger women out there. Oh, I could just look like shit, and guys would just like me. Like, no! No! Yeah, it, that it, should it, never it feels, be
1: normalized. It, it feels like they're trying to brainwash people. Like, 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 mm-hmm. uh, Like, you can like her for what's inside. It's like, that's fine, but if I'm playing 50 hours of Horizon Zero Dawn, fucking Aloy needs to look good, you know? Like, 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 like but see, America's the only country that's doing this shit. Japan still does shit like Dead or Alive and Bayonetta and all that shit. They don't give a fuck, but only America for some reason. It's starting to turn like Demolition Man up in this motherfucker. You can't say shit. We're gonna start having sex with fucking VR headsets on. Oh, you're
0: muted, man. You're muted. Oh, I think this is what Andrew Tate brought up. They want you on the on the government's assistant at home, tweeting on your phone, depressed, jerking off to fucking porn and shit. And then they want you to go to therapy every single week to talk about your random feeling you had at seven o'clock in the morning. What
1: the fuck? Yeah, oh, it, it's just I, I don't like the way things. And the thing is, you can't talk about this openly. Because when you talk about this openly, mm-hmm. you're you're accused of being sexist mm-hmm. or a bigot or something like that. You mm-hmm. know, and, and, and like, like people are like, why are you so upset about how a video game character looks? I'm like, it ain't so much that I'm upset about how the video game character looks. I'm upset that they feel like they have to change things. Right? Like what like what's wrong with the way Laura Croft looks? You know? Like what what's wrong with the way Melina looks? Like, why do you have to? I don't know. It, it's just, I don't get the way things are, man. I, I really do not like the, the no, generation. I that even we're living hate that
0: other gaslighting thing fans do. So when any fan asks you that, you should ask them this Why would I not care about something I put my hard earned money into? I feel like it's so gaslighting when fans do that. It's so disgusting, like almost insulting. It's like, wait a minute. You're asking me why do I care about something I'm putting my hard-earned time and money into? What kind of question is that? That's like asking why do you breathe? Why do you care about breathing then?
1: Because yeah. I live. It's like it's like if you go to the store, you're gonna buy something that looks good to eat, right? If you're gonna buy a car, you're gonna buy a car that looks good to drive, right? Mm-hmm. Like if you like when you go to get certain things, you want to make sure it looks good, it tastes good. Man, motherfucker, we want the same thing with our female characters. Right. We want we want fucking we want our characters to look good. We don't want like like I downloaded um this game called First Ascendant. I, I downloaded this game to try it out just because the main character was some female chick in a bunny costume and latex. I'm like, that's enough to get my download, you know, then I'll play the game and see how it is from there. You know, it's just I don't know, man. It's just weird. and that's a Korean game. So you know they're always having like their their women are overly sexified and stuff like that. It's just I don't like I don't like this. Um, I, see, I don't get into the left versus the the right. I don't get into that. All I know is we're the normal people. The normal people are right down the middle. We don't pick one side of extremes. It's just like stop putting agendas in our movies and comic books. Stop overdressing our females. Stop dumbing down shit, making them ugly. Stop doing that shit. Just stop doing it. You know, I mean, I, I stand by my little mermaid comment. You know, is it is it wrong for me to criticize this girl's look? No, it, I never criticize her. You know, she she got paid to do a job. I don't think I don't she's attractive at all, her. though.
0: I think she's not even attractive, like at all. I think it was just barely got her sister.
1: <laughs> her sister's way more attractive. Oh, than her. the
0: last thing I'll ask you is because. you... You don't you don't really hate all of this new Disney Star
1: Wars stuff, do you? The only one I hate was Book of Bubba Fett. Yeah, that was terrible. That was complete garbage. Yeah. Um, I think I think a lot of this Disney Star Wars stuff, um, it has its good and it has its bad. Mm-hmm. But I think people look at stuff at with rose tinted, you know, glasses, right? George Lucas sold Star Wars because everybody brat bashed the prequels, you know. So it ain't like it ain't like. No one was bashing the prequels. There's a whole documentary called People vs. George Lucas where they're setting Jar Jar Binks on fire in the middle of Times Square, right? So, like, people are looking at this stuff like, oh, only Disney Star Wars is bad. Well, according to history, you guys thought the prequels were bad, too. It's whatever generation you grew up with. If you grew up in the 70s, you love the original trilogy. If you grew up in the 90s, you love the prequels. If you grew up now, you're going to love Ray in like 20 years from now. I think everything has as good and as bad. I think Ahsoka has been consistently good in each episode. Mandalorian Season 3, there was a couple episodes where I'm like, what are we doing here? Why is Jack Black here? Why is Lizzo here? But I think the overall story for Season 3 was pretty well done. Everything has as good and as bad. The problem is people take extremes. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, Disney Star Wars is trash. Like, is it really like? Let's break this down. Cause I can I can tell you how this this and this makes more sense than a lot of this other stuff. So mm-hmm. um, I, I I don't love it. I have my critiques on it. Book of Bubba Fett was the only one I thought was consistently just bad the entire time. Mm-hmm. So the last thing I'll ask you is:
0: Do you have any shout-outs you want to give to anyone in particular, and anything else? Anything else you want to say
1: before we head out? Actually, um, no. I mean, you guys can check out my gaming channel rsg play that's the channel i'm trying to build up right now i'm only doing a video like once a week because i don't know i i just can't put out a lot of content i get burnt out a lot and i'm trying Mm -hmm. to take it a little bit easier but um you know i just put out uh the first descendant video which was the korean game i was telling you about but Mm -hmm. um yeah rsg play that's my main gaming channel i still put out stuff on my main channel but um just with the writer strike, there's not a whole lot of news to talk about right now, and then Storms Live on Sunday, yeah. And hey, man,
0: I'm so glad you're doing what you're doing. You know, uh, the gaming channel you're building up that's that's a good thing you're doing because you know, I'm always a big advocate of that. If you have other avenues you want to tackle on YouTube, just do it. You know, there's yeah. a dedicated audience that you have, they'll watch it, don't, yeah. are like, but you have to, do, no, 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 you'll like it because you like me and that you'll just be here anyway, <laughs> just yeah, how it's yeah. gonna work. You know, people always have the most to say when they're not the one doing shit. And I'm saying, like, just, just just shut the fuck up. Because people are yeah, like yeah. kicking dust randomly for no reason. And those ones who always get the traction on the post, man, never cease to amaze me that if I put out a post saying some good shit, I'll get like, I don't know, a few likes, or whatever. this content like, Consecrator, he sucks, and his opinion sucks, and that just blows up. People just thrive off so much negativity. And the ones with like a thousand followers on Twitter, shit is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, hundred
1: percent, hundred percent, man. But. Blows my mind. And people always say,
0: "I don't throw up any negativity." The only posts you interact with are the negative ones.
1: <laughs> that's like that's ones, very true. That's the way it is, though. The only ones you'll the ones
0: you'll do where you'll be like, Hell, hope everyone has a great day. Have a great day, everyone. Be safe. Be productive, and all that shit." Four likes. This content sucks. Likes, thousand impressions,
1: <laughs> five retweets. I, I'll I'll do a video saying, "Hey." This so good episode is fantastic. I'll get like two hundred views. Next week I'll do like this episode sucked, two thousand views. Like, like people love negativity, man.
0: Oh, God. Well, guys, we'll see you later. Thank you, man, for finally having you on. We've been trying to set up for many, many years actually, but glad we got a chance to finally do it. You know, hopefully no you will come back just like my dad. Maybe you know. <laughs> <laughs>